Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Ireland's Birth Stories, a podcast created for women to share their experiences with pregnancy and birth. My name is Cora Gernon and I've created this space to enable women to share their experiences from start to finish without feeling shy about the detail. To continue on with showing my support for small Irish businesses, I wanted to chat about Feed Me Mother. Phoebe Mother is an Irish sustainable breastfeeding clothing brand. Its founder Fiona Fahey breastfed both her babies and found it very difficult to find fashionable and comfortable breastfeeding clothing. So she decided to design her own breastfeeding friendly t-shirt. Made in Ireland, their luxurious everyday t-shirt is designed with easy access in mind. Deep side slit mean you can just pull up and go. Wear over your favourite nursing vest or high-waisted leggings or jeans for a cooler feel. All their t-shirts are made from sustainable fabric called tensile fabric which is super soft with a natural stretch. No more yanking your clothes out of shape. Phoebe Mother wants to empower mothers to feed freely and easily. Whether you're out having coffee with friends, doing a baby yoga class or chilling at home with your baby, all you need to do is lift and go. Feel comfortable, feed with ease and look fab doing it. For more details, please go to phoebemother.ie or I, and I will link actually the Facebook page as well as the website and the Instagram page in the show notes. And there is a discount code Fiona is kindly offering. So birth stories 15 for 15% off everything on the website. Enjoy and best of luck with Phoebe Mother, Fiona. In this week's episode, I share my chat with Ashling, who talks me through her two pregnancies and births. Not only does she talk me through the birth of her boys but she really dives into really important pieces of her experience which I know so many of us will relate to. I was sitting there nodding as she was chatting away as I know you will wherever you're listening to it you'll be you'll be sitting there nodding saying yeah I felt that way or um, yeah I can relate to any part of her story. I asked a couple of weeks ago over on Instagram if you wanted me to keep those conversations in that we have surrounding early motherhood uh, or or just the conversations change a little bit. And I've done just that. So not only do you have Ashling's pregnancy and birth stories, you also have those bits in between that I have kept. Hence the reason why the episode is so long, but I think it's a really important listen. 
I know there will be plenty of heads nodding along uh, today as everyone listens to your story. So thank you, Ashling, And I hope you all enjoy. Talk to you next week. So you are very welcome to the Ireland's Birth Stories podcast. I'd like to chat to you this Lovely. evening. Thanks for having me, Cora. If you want to just give us a little introduction to you and your family and then we'll dive into your birth stories. Great. So I'm Ashling. I'm married to Shane and we have two little boys, Noah, who is three and a half and Luca, who is just about to turn one. So do you want to talk to us about your first time conceiving? Yes, sure. So um, it was 2017. I had actually in early 2017 had a um, abnormal smear, which resulted in me having to get a less treatment, which is a... Um, Procedure which delays or remove um, abnormal cells from the cervix. Um, so I had that done in 2017, and I suppose I would have always been very, you know, maternal. Um, knew that I wanted to have family. Shane was definitely on the same page. We were together like seven years at that point. We were engaged. Um, you know, and just after that experience, it very much just came forefront to my mind, like that. God, this is definitely something that, you know, I really want. And um, like, it's very common. It's a very common procedure. You know, um, loads of women have it and go on to have no complications in pregnancy or deliveries afterwards. But the more treatment you have, um, the higher risk you would be to, you know, if you had to have a second treatment, the higher risk you would be of having, um, you know, an incompetent cervix. Um, now, they were very reassuring. They were like, you know, after one treatment, it's generally completely fine. It wouldn't pose any risk to um, a pregnancy. But just I, I'd be a very anxious person by nature. And I was kind of like, you know, I don't I don't want to risk this happening again and me not being able to carry a pregnancy successfully, even though if anyone's listened to this and have had to have the procedure, it, that's not always the case. But it's just something for me. And um, mm. so I kind of spoke to Shane about it and we decided after that that. Um, once I got my six monthly smear and that was clear to say that all the you know abnormal cells had been removed that we would kind of crack on and see what happened and um, it was an ideal time and because Shane had just decided to go back to full-time education so he was moving to Dublin um, but we were just kind of like you know is it ever a good time really yeah. you know um, to start a family so we decided that we would go for it so I kind of spent maybe six months tracking my cycle you know like not as in I wasn't like really tracking it but you know just getting to know my body and signs mm. and all that um and once I got my six monthly smear then the clear we decided to go for it and we were lucky that it happened quite quickly um which I don't say lightly because I know that you know that's not the case for a lot of people and we were very lucky and I was very surprised even though I did a regular cycle as I said I, I was just I'm just anxious by nature and I just had myself convinced it would be something that would take us a long time or might pose, you know, issues or whatever, but it didn't. So, um, yeah, it was lovely actually kind of, I got, I'd be very in tune with my body and I got symptoms quite early, you know, um, I remember lying in bed one morning and we had a little dog and I was like, what is that smell? And I could smell her dog nuts in the kitchen and I was like we were living in a tiny cottage it's not you know we weren't in a big house but um I was like what does that smell and I kept saying it to Shane and he was like I don't know what you're talking about you know and I was like oh my god that smell is so bad and then I was like am I, pre am I pregnant you know mm -hmm. it just this life was kind of moment um but that would have been like 
you know, only kind of a week past ovulation at that stage or whatever. And, you know, then I got up um, out of the shower one day and like I noticed my breasts were quite veiny and I was like, I'm definitely pregnant. And I was just like ecstatic, like, you know, just so I just was like, I'm definitely, I know my body. I know that I am. Um, and I took a pregnancy test and it was negative. So I was like, well, there goes that. But in my head, I was like, that's wrong. Like, I really do feel, you know, different. And um, we, I spent the next maybe five days kind of daydreaming about it. Like, um, I'll do a test again just at the weekend. And like, I know it's going to be positive. And like, how will I tell Shane? And I was just, you know, so content in it. So then the five days passed and I was due my period that weekend. So I did another test and it was positive like immediately and all the feelings that I'd had all week of happiness and joy were completely shattered by this overwhelming fear um and all the feelings I thought I was going to have completely disappeared and I burst into tears and not happy tears like I, I was like oh my god what have we done like this overwhelming just really didn't feel the way I thought I would feel once I saw you know the positive test yeah. and, um, I woke Shane up and like he, you know I was waving the test in his face and he he like woke up with this smile on his face and I was like no no like I think we've made a mistake and he was like what um it just happened just far quicker than I ever expected to and then this just like as I said overwhelming like oh my god like life is never going to be the same mm-hmm. again um and I felt so guilty about that then you know um that I felt like that because I it was something that I kind of always dreamt of. And when I went to the GP that week to confirm the pregnancy, she she said, like, I, I told her and I was really upset about feeling like that. And she was like, Ashing, people go through years of, you know, fertility treatment and feel like this. Like, it's very, you know, normal and yeah, yeah. so overwhelming. And I've never heard anyone saying that before. Like, and you know, I was like a planned pregnancy and just feel this overwhelmed about it. Um, but anyway it's passed quickly and it's always something that I make sure that I tell people about because I'm like if you feel like that it's normal like you know apparently you know nobody ever told me you were going to feel you know that that overwhelmed and scared over something that you wanted so much as I said that passed very quickly and you know um I asked I absolutely loved being pregnant I really really did like I just I just loved it like I loved you know, it was an anxious time. I think it's an anxious time for anyone. You're worrying about what can go wrong and what. But I just really like. I loved. I loved it. So. So what um, care route did you go? Did you go down? Did you decide to go um, private, um, semi-private, or public? What did you? So I went public. Yeah, I had private health insurance, and I did look into it. Um, but just like I, I, for me, I, I just didn't. You know, I'd heard good things about the public route, and um. I I always hear you asking people if they prepared, you know, um, in terms of like research that they had done and stuff. Like I could I could not have done more research. Like I probably I could nearly graduate as a midwife after my first pregnancy. You know, in my own head, I was like read all the books, listened to all the podcasts, like um, just researched, researched, researched. So um, I had you know kind of looked into how much more likely you are for intervention, you know, um, you know, I want to be mainly midwifery led. Now I am, I'm in rural, like I'm in Mayo, there isn't a huge amount of, there is actually now midwifery led, but 
Um, at that time, I wasn't aware if there was or I hadn't been told about it. So I just went the public route as I knew, you know, you were mainly looked after by the midwives and you just saw your consultant in the clinic and stuff. And yeah, I was very happy with the, the care and the midwifery or the combined care program. So I'd see my GP and then the hospital. So um, yeah, it was it was lovely. Like I had a few weeks sick in the beginning. Um, but that like just the nausea that, that passed around the 12 weeks and other than that I really had just a lovely pregnancy like I seem to get all the pregnancy symptoms as in like you know everything you read about like the heartburn the pressure like you know all those things but nothing like very low risk there wasn't you know there was no now they did give me um at 18 weeks it was the same consultant that had done my less treatment like the cervical treatment um that I was under his he's an op guy so I was under his care um and uh, once you know he kind of remembered just saw it in my file he did do a couple of cervical length scans to make sure that that wasn't shortening during the pregnancy um which wasn't so that was great um but other than that nothing nothing at all like just I had a lot of Braxton Hicks like a lot a lot a lot from quite early on um, which actually in my second pregnancy turns out I was diagnosed with an irritable uterus which I probably did have in my first pregnancy but we didn't you know realize it um and you know I had a cousin who was a midwife who I called on regularly um so she was kind of reassuring that they were just Braxton Hicks and you know stuff and I'd mention it at my appointments uh, but other than that yeah just like really really lovely pregnancy so tell me what preparation you did I'm actually dying to hear Oh, I like I could not have done more, honestly, like just so I read all the books, what to expect when you're expecting, how to grow baby and push out, like just so many books um, so many apps, so many everything, just so much reading, reading, reading. But uh, I practice hypnobirthing, but I have to say loosely, like I downloaded the Jennifer's app. I listened to the tracks Um from my 20 week scan as well the baby measured a head which even though all my research and stuff about you know I hadn't actually read anything about big babies or scans being off at that stage and stuff and I I did have a couple extra growth scans during the pregnancy like they did um the gestational diabetes test I mean that was negative and they did I remember at my 20 week scan I was measuring 23 weeks and like I I knew my dates like my dates were spot on so they brought me back a few weeks later for another scan. Same thing. I was measuring nearly three weeks ahead. Um, so I was starting to get a bit nervy at this stage. And then they brought me back then again. And I brought Jane with me this time. And we walked into the sonographer. And it was actually the head. The head, the baby's head was measuring like in the 97th percentile in every, you know, scan. And um, his body was kind of average then, but his head was big. And I, Shane was parking the car or something, I can't fully remember. But I went into the room first and the radiographer was there, the sonographer, and she was like, oh, you know, th- this is daft. Like, you know, they're always sending women for these growth scans. And she was kind of, you know, I'd been feeling quite anxious about it. And she was kind of the first person that was like, you know, this is fine, this is fine. And then she started scanning me. And she goes, oh, no, it's a, like it's a fair size baby, all right. And then Shane came into the room. And she was like, is this your partner? And I said, yeah. And she was like, no offense, but look at the size of his head. And I was like, what? And she was like, she was like, it's just genetics. She was like, this, you're not going for any more growth scans, like blah, blah. And she was so down to earth and she was so reassuring. And it was the first time I was like, oh, like, yeah, it's just genetics. Like there's nothing <laughs> wrong. Yeah. And I was like, God, Shane kind of does have a big head. You might never. Like, your fault. <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah, noticed before. Um 
But yeah, so and I did mention to my consultant, you know, um, so I wouldn't always see the consultant. It was just look at the draw if you got called in or not. But, um, you know, after the second growth scan, they referred me to him and I was like, am I going to need to be sectioned or induced? And he was like, oh, God, no. Uh, you know, he was he was very I actually really liked my consultant. He was very um, kind of natural minded. You know, he, he's, he's German and I think they're very kind of straight talking. And, you know, he was like, unless there's a medical reason, like your baby's not going to your body's not going to make a baby too big for you, you know, for your body to birth. And I was like, okay, you know, I've, like I've, I've got this, it's grand, you know, and I, it did really alleviate a lot of the, you know, the anxiety that I had between that stenographer and the um, consultant. And I really did want, like in my head, I was like, I want um, a vaginal, I won't say a normal delivery. I wanted a vaginal delivery. You know, I wanted to breastfeed. I didn't want anything that could possibly, um, lead to intervention or you know that would to be honest I think breastfeeding was my main thing I really wanted to breastfeed um I don't come from a family of breastfeeders um but two of Shane's best friends their wives had moved home from Australia and had had babies and you know in Australia there was a big push you know like everyone kind of breastfed there and I saw them breastfeeding and like um they were the only two people I'd ever really been exposed to properly feeding and you know I was like I'd, I'd like you know, to do that. And um, I was quite nervous of section as well. You know, obviously the safe delivery of the baby is the main the main thing, but just I'd nearly over-researched to the point, as I said, that I like, you know, that I was like, I can't have any of those things that might lead to instrumental delivery or, you know, um, so when the consultant was so reassuring that about the baby, I was like, no, like I've got this, like it's, you know, and I did, I did feel quite you know good about it like I'm as I said I'm an anxious person but I and I'd get waves of anxiety about the delivery but I I didn't feel too frightened like I wasn't too fearful about it um so yeah everything was good everything was great like um all through the pregnancy lovely like really really lovely I just I, I just loved it like I loved the kicks I loved the movement I loved the scans like just I just it was just such an exciting time for you know for me and for us like it was really really lovely um and then Shane's sister got married and I was 37 weeks at her wedding 37 weeks exactly um we had a fantastic day at the wedding and um as I said I would experience a lot of Braxton Hicks anyway but like I was feeling good um and then the day after the wedding you know they had the day two in the same venue which was like probably an hour away from our hospital or whatever um but as I said I was only 37 weeks at that stage um, but on day two, my Braxton Hicks were like through the roof. And I remember reading, of course, reading because I was flat out reading um, someplace that any more than six in an hour or something, you know, you could kind of question if it was more, you know, than Braxton Hicks. And I remember that evening, if, like I was having quite a lot of Braxton Hicks and some of them were becoming quite uncomfortable, you know, very uncomfortable, not just tightenings and we were in the bar in the hotel and I kind of made eye contact with Shane and I was like, maybe, you know, no more, no more pints, like just, just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like I was heavily pregnant at that stage. So no one took any heed of me kind of disappearing back to the room, you know, fairly early, like it was the day after the wedding. And that night I woke at like three o'clock and I was, you know, having lots and lots of tightness. Um, and I was like, God, I really think this baby might be, 
you know making shapes if something's happening so um I woke Shane and around five o'clock I was like I just want to be back in our own house you know like I knew we didn't need to go rushing off to the hospital or anything but um we so we went home we were living in a rented cottage at the time which was just like we loved it it was our first home together and it was really small like lovely little cottage and cozy and just really just lovely like we loved being there so I got home and um the pains the surges the tightenings continued and intensified throughout the day so around four o'clock that evening it was very relaxed like we had a lovely day we were at home just the two of us um you know two days after his sister got married everyone was just in good form like it was just us in our house and our little dog and just it was lovely um and around four o'clock that evening I was like I, I think like that this is it you know and I was starting to get a little bit kind of antsy you know what's going on maybe 12 hours at this stage like you know will, will we go and Shane was like yeah sure so we sat in his car we went over to the hospital and um, I went in I got checked like put me on the trace baby was happy they could see the the contractions were you know coming and going and um no I wasn't like I was getting to the point that during some of them I would have to stop and you know take a take a breath or I wouldn't be able to talk through them all and but they weren't you know crippling either um so they put on the trace, baby was happy because see the tightenings. And then they were like, will we examine you? I was like, sure. Uh, they examined me and they were like, you're one, you know, you're one centimeter. I was like, oh, Jesus. Um, they were lovely. They were like, do you want to stay? Do you want to go home? Um, I was like, look, my first baby, I'm only one centimeter. I'm only 37 weeks, like, you know, or 37 two at that stage. We'll, we'll go. So um, we left the hospital and on the way you know home we stopped we went to the supermarket and even going around the supermarket like the surges were coming and they, they were intensifying like I really thought that this was this was it like the baby was coming tonight and I remember at one stage Shane kind of looked at me and he said like, go out to the car because I was having to stop you know I was pushing the trolley around and I was having to stop and he's like people are going to be looking thinking this man can't even do a bit of shopping you know and his <laughs> wife is or his partner is um crippled here beside him but I wanted to keep moving, you know, again, yeah. books told me, keep moving and keep active and whatever. So got home that night and it completely died off. Like they stopped completely. No surges, no tightness, no nothing. So it had gone on for maybe like 18 hours, you know, and then nothing, like nothing at all. Um, so then for the next few days, I kind of stayed active walking and, you know, like I was still feeling good and everything. And on the... Thursday maybe so I would have been 39 and 5 so like four or five days later or 37 and 5 sorry um it happened again and again quite intense and I had maybe five hours but it was lovely like you know um it was really hot it was summer 2018 like really you know hot so hot so I was out walking and you know in and like the doors were open and but we had a lovely evening and the surges were definitely kind of intensifying again and this was like five days later and I was like this is it like you know and it had definitely become more intense again so we headed off to the hospital again maybe late on that evening um, and I got in and the same thing and they examined me and they were like yeah you know you seem to be nearly labor like you're you're two centimeters so I was like, oh God. two centimeters like this has happened you know on and off kind of all week but they were lovely and they were like maybe you should stay this time you know and we'd be able to monitor you and you can like they, they do seem to be coming quite regularly and stuff and I said okay so it was pre-COVID, pre-restrictions, so Shane was able to stay. Um, where I deliver both babies, have 
have always had a tight kind of visitors regime or visitors restrictions in the sense that it is only your birthing partner that's allowed. It's always been like that or has been for years and years. And now they were like nearly unlimited visiting hours. But I actually found it quite nice because, you know, the ward, it was busy, but it wasn't too busy. It was just Mm -hmm. kind of women and their partners. And like it was, you know, still quite, you know, peaceful. And, um, you know, we went out and we walked around the hospital grounds and like it was you know, like lovely and things were seemed to be happening away and stuff and then it did get late it got about 11 o'clock and you know I was still I knew myself that they hadn't intensified that I definitely wasn't in active labor at that stage so um Shane headed off home and they were like you know we'll call him if anything happens and I was fine with that I was like I need a bit of rest now at this stage and Anyway, he was, he'd only left and honestly, they started to die down again. Like, you know, they went for maybe five minutes and they would have been coming quite regularly at five minutes to like seven minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And I was like, they're, they're going again. You know, there was this lovely midwife, lovely, lovely midwife. And she was like, that's fine. You know, she was like, your body's doing the hard work. Like, she was like, you know, it was like early morning at this stage. So she wasn't like head off home, but she was like, you know, maybe you should go home and just, be in your own environment again but at this stage like I was tired like I was getting a bit you know desperate now he actually wasn't delivered for another two weeks after this so I had like a really slow prodromal um labor like um which I didn't really know what happened either um but we the next day then I was like no I, I want this baby now like I want the baby like I was pounding the corridors and it'd bring on you know a few pains and tightenings and um the same midwife she hadn't gone oh, she, she was she was so lovely like and she was she was still there it was early morning and actually um I ended up getting really upset and she was like I, I think you know you should just go home relax you know it could take another few days she was like you know you are making progress it's just slow you know don't you know conserve your energy and I said okay so she she was really just a lovely woman I went home then again that day so I was like yeah nothing's happening went home um and over that weekend the same thing kept happening like it must have happened three or four times and like I'd gone for reflexology at this stage and like I was just I was so tired and so yeah, hot, yeah. but I knew myself that it wasn't getting much more in, intense. Um, so I waited until my consultant appointment, which would have been the following Wednesday, so like six days later. And I explained to him, I was like, this is stopping and starting. And, you know, it's it's definitely more than Braxton Hicks, but it's it's not labor either. And he asked me, did I want to be examined? And I said, yes. So I was, I was 38 and five at this stage. And he examined to me and he said, you're four centimeters with bulging water. It's like, I can feel the baby's head, you know, um, he was like, you're, this baby, like is, you know, your body's doing a lot of hard work. So like I'd early labor done, but over the course of 10 days at this stage, like, um, so he said, do you want me to break your waters? You know, um, he said, I think, and I did really trust him because of the fact when the big baby, I put that in inverted commas, um, had, you know, been coming up, he was he wasn't by any means going down the road of like induction, you know. Yeah. Um so I did trust him, but he said the head is the the waters are really tough, like and he was like, it's it's they're cushioning the baby's head and as soon as they go, you're gonna make serious progress. But he offered then he said like you know we can make gym break your waters and I just said no. I was like I'm afraid that I'll be on the clock then and you know if it doesn't happen we'll be going down a cascade of interventions or whatever. So I said no I'll just go home and he said okay um he said if nothing happens over the next few days come in again on 
you know, Tuesday and I'll see how you are and we'll just check on the baby or whatever. But he was like, and he said it, he was like, they're really thick membranes. I'm not sure they're going to go themselves. Now, I know eventually they would, you know, go, but he kind of knew that that wasn't going to be my first, you know, that wasn't just going to happen dramatically or whatever. Um, so I walked around for a full week at four centimeters with bulging waters and surges coming and going. And I never, except for the dire pressure, nothing, nothing happened. I, I didn't go into active labor. So I, I went back in um, when he told me to and he actually wasn't there. Um, it was a junior. And I said, like, I'm here. He told me to come in if nothing had happened, just, you know, to be checked again or whatever. And uh, she checked me and she couldn't find my cervix. And she was like, I don't think you're dilated at all. And I was like, what? I was four centimeters a week ago. Like, how could I not be dilated? And, you know, I was quite upset. Um, but she, my consultant then, you know, they actually called him even though I was public. Like, he really, I really did, you know, I really couldn't have faulted the care. Um, and he said, of course, like, of course, you're, you know, dilated, whatever. Um, you know, like, he just put me into a different position and could feel the cervix then. And, he said, well, I give you, do you want your waters broke? I said, no, you know, um, he said, well, I give you a sweep. And I said, yeah, at this stage I was sick of it. So I took a sweep and obviously between the two examinations and the sweep, it really spurred things on. Like, so that, that night then, you know, I was having a lot of kind of contractions. So I, I was 39 and five at that stage. Um, and the next morning I said, Shane, like, you know, like, let's, let's go to the hospital it was like five o'clock in the morning I was like I'm exhausted this is happening mm-hmm. two weeks now it's so hot I'm so I just want the baby at this stage so we went in and they again said will we break your waters and I said yeah let's just I didn't even care about all the things I'd read at that stage I was like I just want this you know done um, and so broke- self-preservation at this stage you know yeah. you need to be able to I'm sure you had very little sleep Oh, very little, like yeah. between the anticipation and the uncomfortable. Now, I would have gotten to the point at several t- stages during those two weeks where I would have said that I was having very intense, you know, contractions. And I remember somebody saying to me, like um, one of my mum's friends, actually, you know, and she was like, can you walk through them? Can you talk through them? And I was like, not really. But I had no idea. <laughs> no idea. Because um, the at half seven then on the, the Thursday, the Wednesday morning uh, at so I was 39 and 5, they broke my waters, they put me on the, the trays, you know, so they were like, we'll give you 20 minutes on the bed and, you know, we'll see. Like, I was having irregular contractions, irregular surges, like, I definitely was, like, I was still in my early labour, but just, um. so I, I don't know, I still kind of struggle with this bit a bit myself. I'm like, was I induced? Because they did artificially break my waters, but I, I was having, you know, a, you know, irregular, I was past my early labour, so I don't really know myself I don't I don't think I was induced but like technically I probably you know was because I did um agree to an uh, artificial rupture of the membranes but um when that happened so the midwife honest that was completely painless like that did that did cause me no discomfort at all um and she put my washer she left the room Shane was with me oh my god Cora <laughs> I was not prepared for what was to follow like the intensity like this whopper of a pain and I was like oh my god like something is wrong like you know and I was on the monitor and I was like I need to get off this bed this was I mean within like two or three minutes of her breaking the waters like I was like this is just next level like and you know Shane was like she, she said she'll be back in, in 20 minutes and I was like I need to get off the bed now like I, I can't sit here you know and um 
that kind of passed and like honestly within minutes not even minutes like there was another one and another one and another one and um I Shane went out and just said if someone doesn't mind coming in and I was like I think like this is started but this is absolutely you know I just really was not prepared for the intensity of it even though I really thought that I I was um and they said yeah you like you've started we'll give you two you know two hours now and we we'll see how you go and like we can check you then again and um, I said okay as I said I'd, pra- I'd loosely practiced the hypnobirthing so I put on the tracks I was on the birthing ball um but it was morning like it was half seven it was change over time you know the ward not the ward that I was on a private delivery room like but you know I could hear people in and out and there was a lot of kind of movement on the ward and um I just I like I was on the ball and the pain in my back was just it was the back labor so it turned out that he was he was back to back like when my waters went you know he wasn't in an optimum position but um I like I just I remember shame me getting comfy on the you know on the ball and because they had broken my waters I suppose that's why I, I was still on the trace but like it was a mobile trace you know I could be walking around the room or on the ball but I genuinely could not get comfortable in any other position but on the on the exercise ball kind of bent over the bed and Shane was rubbing my back but as it went on like it went from rubbing to me being like harder harder like you know and he was pounding my back like you know it was the only kind of pressure was the only relief I was getting um I was using the tens machine but I had used the tens machine over the previous two weeks when I was in the slow labor which I did find great for those but this I just it was very overwhelming like um the intensity of it so I managed I did the breathing you know um that I had I had the gentle breathing tracks on so I did that for like two hours and then at half nine or maybe 10 o'clock two and a half hours they said like will we check you again and I was like yes I'm about to have the baby so they checked me and I was five centimeters and considering I had been four centimeters when you know I started or when they broke my waters I just felt so you know discouraged um I was like I cannot believe I've been doing this for two and a half hours of this intensity and even like on the trace you know I could see the contractions were coming and like Shane used to say to me like another one coming and then he stopped saying it because they weren't even stopping like I mean it was literally back to back you know and I'd look up at the monitor every now and then I could see them myself like you know peeking and coming down a bit and peeking and coming down a bit and it was just like so intense you know I, I could get three contractions back to back and then get 30 seconds off and get another one. Like it was just, and it was all in my back and it was immediate from the break of my waters. So at um, 9.30 then or 10 o'clock, she, she, I was like, I cannot believe this. Like it's only one, you know, I've only gone one centimeter, you know, and I was like, I can't, I can't, you know, do it. And to be fair, I kind of needed it in that moment. Uh, she was a midwife. She's an older midwife she was kind of no nonsense and she was like you know and I'd written my breath plan of everything I wanted and didn't want and you know the delayed cord camping and to feed and the golden hour and you know all that stuff and um no epidural and I'd written all that stuff and she was like you've written clearly that you don't want an epidural she was like obviously I would get it for you you know if that's what you want things change but she was like do you really want it you know and I was like no I, I don't like and she was like let's try you know something else but I was like give me you know the pethidine then so she went and she got pethidine and after about 40 minutes I said to her like when is this going to kick in and she was like if it hasn't kicked in like you know this is probably the best you're going to get and I was like oh my god give me some you know gas so I had the head down and like I, I was in the zone um and she had examined me maybe 
like this is probably coming up on 11 o'clock. I'd probably only been examined 15 minutes before this. Um, and I was like really swinging out of the gas and air. Um, but anyway, I went into the, I said, I need to go to the toilet. And she was like, okay. And I felt, you know, quite a lot of pressure. Um, but I genuinely thought I just needed to open my bowels. Like it was, you know, that, so Shane came into the bathroom with me and he had like the, you know, the unhooked me from the trays and into the bathroom. I went and I sat in the toilet and I, I can still hear myself. Like I let out like what sounds like a moo, like, you know, I was like, mm, really bearing down. And next thing the midwife like knocked on the door and she's like, is she pushing? And uh, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to the toilet. And I was like, no, I'm only going to the toilet. And she was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, mm. and she was like, that doesn't sound like you're going to the toilet. Like, can you, can you open the door? And I was like looking at Shane and I was like, can you please tell her like, I'm just going to the toilet. And he was like, he didn't know what to do. Like he's standing there in the small cubicle with me, holding the trace, being like, I think she's just going to the toilet. And the midwife was like, she is not going to the toilet. Like, um, and she took me out. I opened the door and she took me out, she put me on the bed and she was like, your baby's crowning, like your baby's head is there. But, you know, I'd only been at five centimetres 50 minutes beforehand. Um, so like it was very, very quick. Um, and, the you know, she put me on the bed to kind of have a look and examine me. And I had thought and wanted to birth, you know, upright or in, on my fours and stuff. But honestly, at that point, like I lost, I lost control like I definitely you know I had stayed quite internal up to that like I was finding it very intense but I was coping but um you know I did and I remember actually through all my research and my reading and you know my cousin that's a midwife she had said to me when you get to the point that you're really desperate it's called transition and you're you're going to meet your baby like and I remember you know me telling Shane and like I'd gone to all the antenatal classes I even forgot to say that like I'd gone to the local antenatal classes I'd gone to the breastfeeding classes like you know it wasn't just my own research I was I was really invested in it Um, I'd actually had midwifery was my first choice on my CEO when I was, oh. you know, and I, di- I didn't get it. So I've always, I've always felt quite like, you know, passionate about it or just really maternal and really interested in, in labour and birth. So I really did enjoy like learning about it. But I remember, you know, I, I Shane, to be fair to him, was great for, you know, listening to all those things and listening to me. And, you know, I said, Sandra, like my cousin, she said, like, when I get to that point, it's transition. So I said this to him in the lead up to the delivery and, um, he looked at me at this point because I was lying on the bed and I was like, oh, God, you know, and he was like, transition, Ash, transition. And his oh. face was like, had lit up. And I was like, oh, my God, shut up. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, um, I was like, this, this isn't, I don't know what this is, but this couldn't be, you know, transition. Like, who is this fella telling me? And um, the, you know, the midwife said, like, you know, put your hand down, like, you'll be able to feel your baby's head, like your baby's crowning and I put I remember put my hand down and I was like that that's not a head like I don't know what that is but (laughs) like it's not you know I just I think the pethidine had kicked in at that stage and I was just like I was out of it you know I wasn't I wasn't quite there and all I could think about was getting this baby out and and you know what Cora I wasn't even thinking about getting the baby out I just wanted whatever this was to stop to to stop like yeah um and I pushed and I pushed and I pushed and like the midwife had been in the room like I mean he was out in three pushes like I literally I pushed and I pushed and I pushed and he was you know out um like it was a very quick you know delivery very quick active labor like it was probably only three and a half to four hours active you know labor but the pushing stage was like 
I'd say five, five minutes, you know. Um, but I remember even a doctor, like, I, I don't fully remember it, but obviously I was making a lot of noise. And I thought I was on my side. I knew I wasn't on all fours, but, you know, I thought I was on my side for shame. You know, when I asked him about it, he was like, no, you're on your, you know, you're on your back. Like, but you weren't really at that point, like, listening to anyone. Not that I think there's anything to listen to, but... I think the midwife could obviously see that I was starting to kind of maybe push a bit too fast and she was trying to slow down a little bit, you know, and I, I was just like, no one. I remember a doctor coming into the room, you know, and he just said, are we pushing in here? And a midwife shouted out, yeah. So obviously I was making enough noise that like, the, you know, he heard from outside the room and it was just like, it was very fast in the end, very intense. But I do feel like I lost, I don't, I don't, like, you know, when people talk about that ring of fire and stuff, I didn't feel that, you know. I yeah, don't... you never mentioned that. Yeah, so I thought... No. Yeah, no, like, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel the... I, it's so bizarre. Like, I feel like I just wasn't fully kind of with it at that point, even though, as I said, like, I, you know, I, like, I tore. I didn't feel the tear. I don't remember delivering the placenta. I remember it. Like, I remember it. But, I mean, I don't... It wasn't... I didn't feel it, say per se but at that stage to be fair once the baby was delivered and um you know they put him up on my chest and there was a a midwife in the room I I do remember actually at that point the midwife pressing the button or she said Shane press that button but it was obviously only to call in a second midwife for delivery but in my head I was like something has gone wrong you know and the only thing you know that's me watching too much like one born every minute or whatever like I was like you're pressing an emergency button but I couldn't even at that point you know obviously vocalize that so I was like is he stuck what's wrong you know and like you name it I would have anticipated it you know as I said I would be quite anxious by nature and I was like something will go wrong you know that that is kind of how I would have been even in terms of like conceiving I was like I bet you it won't happen normal or like I, I bet you it won't be easy or it's the delivery you know that's why I was like trying to avoid any intervention because I was like, I'll be the one that lend up in an emergency section or, you know, it's just stuff. I would overthink things and worry about things. And that was the only point that I remember being like, something's wrong. Like he must be stuck, you know, when they're pressing that button. And I was just trying to like push him out. And um, there was a medical student in the room as well. Um, a girl called Lucy, a lovely, lovely girl actually. But um, anyway, when, when Noah was delivered and we knew it was a boy, like, they brought him up onto my chest and um you know Shane was looking at me and he's like he's here he's here like and Shane was crying and like Lucy I looked at the mid the 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 student doctor and she was crying and I was crying it was just like this most magical like it was the most magical moment and like I, I got that instant um you know love and feelings for him that people um you know people talk about that they do or they don't you know get but it was just really like even now I nearly be emotional talking about like it was just the best moment like of my life you know and just seeing Shane you know being so like he wouldn't be you know a very emotional person or you know him being so emotional and it was just lovely and he was like he was he was age 13 which is big enough I suppose for your like you know first baby and he did have a whopper head but he wasn't this like huge you know baby that um you know I was kind of worried that was going to come or you know um but he latched on you know straight away and um I remember though after 
like I had a very positive I have to say for my first labor I know those are you know I wasn't expecting the intensity or whatever but and like the, the slow labor but I, like the, the experience was very positive like especially for first delivery you know it was quick there was no interventions there was no um it, like complications the baby was perfect it was this lovely magic moment um but like it really like it really was a lovely delivery and I remember even afterward like the next day you know so they came around and they were like do you want to do you want to go home like and he would have not even been 24 hours at this stage like it probably would have been 24 hours by the time we were discharged I was like what go home with this little person like you know I was like no I do not want to go home <laughs> like what will I do with him you know um but he was feeding well and actually the, the midwife that had been there two weeks beforehand Colette was her name she you know that was like go home and relax that night you know I was trying to feed him and he was the cluster feeding and uh, you know this would have been night two and I I was so afraid of dozing off like and she was like just put him there beside you and like she introduced me to the world of co-sleeping and yeah. she was like you know you you're not going to roll over on him and I just I'm I'm actually glad we stayed those two nights in the hospital because it was it was lovely like it was lovely and you know as I said the feeding did go very well and that was something I would you know I had really wanted and yeah overall it was just a really really lovely you know experience but it was kind of in hindsight that I was like I just lost control you know at the end and I I wasn't expecting the kind of intensity of it um you know no matter how prepared I thought I was like I I I wasn't like um and you know I I didn't even realize to be honest how kind of out of it I really do think it was the pethidine like even though I did come around quite quickly afterwards like you know um and like I do remember all the delivery I remember it very clearly but you know I remember my cousin saying to me afterwards she was like the pushing is very scary isn't it and I was like god no I didn't think it was that bad and Shane looked at me and he was like what are you talking about like you you'd lost it like at that point you know and then I was like I don't even really I, I just had lost it you know like I didn't think I was pushing I didn't feel you know I don't I didn't feel the placenta you know and I was like I wanted to feel those things like I I I wanted to feel you know every stage of it like I know that sounds kind of bizarre but um you know I felt it because the intensity of it but um I did I had it uh uh grade two is that grade two chair is that what they call it? Grade? Second degree. Grade? Second degree. Thank you. Um, second degree tear. Um, and I did find the recovery from that very difficult, even though it was only kind of a second degree. But I think the way, because he was back to back and I just pushed him so quickly, you know, it was a very speedy, you know, delivery in the end. Um, and my back, like my back was killing me to the point that I, I remember saying if I had an epidural I would have been saying like oh this epidural has ruined my back you know okay. Shane was like well I was pounding your back with my fist for three hours because like you can't be like you know harder on the back like it was the only you know bit of relief I was getting um and in general and in my second delivery which was I'll obviously move on to that now which was all- a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. 
underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improved jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. So fantastic, which was a really good experience. Um... I both times I felt like I was hit by a bus like I find it really hard to straighten up afterwards which I just you know like I'm nearly I'm like an old woman you know hunched over trying to go to the bathroom and um so I I did find the recovery probably a bit tougher than I thought I also found being a new mother very overwhelming and you know going from zero to one was definitely the hardest the hardest for me even though like as I said I had a, a a lovely delivery and lovely baby who latched on and we had no issues with that but I mean he latched on and he never latched off so I was you know wrecked um I fed him for two and a half years till I was pregnant with uh, our second Mm -hmm. and he self-weaned yeah which was lovely like but I was you know wrecked (laughs) um I'm still wrecked but that's 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 it but you know anyway it was kind of in hindsight afterwards that I was like you know I wish you know, it was just a little bit quieter, you know, was kind of reflecting on the prodrome and labor as well. I I was like, I think, you know, when I kind of look back on it, I was like, everything was progressing nicely. And every time I went into the hospital and I was checked and a VE, you know, everything kind of slowed down or everything stopped. And I was like, is it, you know, um, you know, was it the medical, was it the lights, was it the, you know, was I just getting a bit fearful and was that what was slowing you know slowing things kind of down or stalling things or you know 
And as I said, like it was lovely, lovely delivery and the midwife was lovely and my medical student was lovely, but it was, it was bright. It was a hospital. Like, you know, it was, the, it was 11, it's 30 in the morning when I had him, you know, it was, um, and I remember saying to Shane, like when we go again, you know, I'd love if it was like nighttime in the middle of the night and, you know, calm and, you know, um, it, it was just small things like that. And I was like, I don't think I'll get, you know, I, I want pethidine again just because I do feel like it just made me a little bit unaware of kind of even in the pictures after you know of the media delivery like I'm I look like whacked you know I'm I'm happy but I'm like gosh is just after you know happening there um but as I said overall I've talked about that a lot now I wasn't expecting to go into so much detail but it was a lovely like very positive first birthing experience and it, it did give me a lot of kind of confidence you know I never in school or you know I never felt particularly like you know great at Anthony you know whereas I know this kind of sounds nearly I don't know but the pregnancy and the delivery and having my baby I was like this this is what I'm supposed to you know do like that oh I get it yeah 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 you know and it really kind of um pushed my passion more for it you know I'm still kind of like I'm I'm a psychiatric nurse like but I'm like you know would I go back and retrain you know something like life probably a bit too busy but I really I like I'd I just you know I loved it like I just really did love love it like our second then we got married so we weren't married before we had um Noah and we got married then when he was 18 months and that was December 2019 and we had kind of talked about it and decided then, like shortly after the wedding, you know, we might shame was would have been in his going into his final year. So we were like, you know, we he'd only have kind of another six months of being away, say by the time I would be pregnant, if I was pregnant. Um, you know, we'd have kind of max six months of of me having the two kids. Uh, in the in the same time we had moved, you know, and um we were living next door to my parents in our own house now. So, you know, it was like I'm very close with my family and Shane's parents only live up the road as well. Like with great, you know, support around. So we were like, it's, you know, six months. And we didn't want huge kind of gaps between the boys, or boys, we didn't know it was a boy, you know, or uh, whatever potential baby we were going to have at that stage. Um, so we got married in December, 2019. And we had kind of, we had actually went to New York in March 2020 and we had said like we'll wait till kind of after that because that was the first time we've gotten away since we had you know what you know nearly two years previous or um we went then to our 18 months at that stage so we went to New York and the day we landed in New York was the day COVID kicked off so yeah we when we were in the air on the way to New York, New York was declared uh, a state of emergency. So and we we like had no clue. Like there was only kind of whispering about COVID. Like we literally got off the plane in New York, and New York was evacuating, and we were landing on our honeymoon. Oh, um, scary. Yeah, it was it was bizarre. Like so, we had kind of thought from New York onwards, you know, we might we might try again, but um, we came home then, and you know, we were only there five days, and we came home to like all the madness and. I was just kind of like, let's see how this plays out. Like, I'm not sure really do I want to be diving into, you know, a pregnancy in the midst of a, you know, pandemic or, you know, but that was, that was literally March, 2020. So like, it was very, so we left a kind of a couple of months and then, you know, people are getting used to it, but I mean, I suppose like, you're seeing other people were pregnant and, um, you know, I was kind of like, 
how long will we, you know, delay this for? Or, you know, we were like, will we, won't we? And then I was like, sure, by the time I'll have the baby, like, there'll be no, you know, we'll be finished with, like, there'll be no pandemic. And here we are two years later. But um, so we decided, yeah, that we'd go for it. And we were lucky in that we conceived again quite quickly, which is like brilliant. Um, and we, I was very sick completely different pregnancy so the first I was quite nauseous for the first few weeks with Noah but with this pregnancy I was like extremely nauseous vomiting the tiredness was like next level now I was breastfeeding a two-year-old that still was waking for boom every 40 minutes so like I was you know I know it was a different sort of you know it was always going to be a different sort of pregnancy anyway because I couldn't just sleep and I wanted her you know but um I didn't really, whereas with nose pregnancy, even through the nausea and stuff and all the symptoms and the tiredness and whatever, I, I still loved it. You know, I still loved it. Like I was still very excited. Whereas with Lucas, I don't think that I, I don't know that I enjoy it really. But um, at 14 weeks, then we um, lost a close friend um, in an accident, tragic accident. So um, grief kind of hit then. So I don't know after you know in hindsight again I don't know is it the pregnancy that I you know was I that sick during the pregnancy or did I or was it you know grief like you know because that was the 14 week mark so I feel like going from the first trimester you know into just you know (sighs) grieving um the loss of our friends so you know that was that was tough um and then around kind of the 18 week mark I got like a severe vomiting bug and had to be admitted um I was lucky, as I said, that, you know, the let's treatment hadn't posed any risk in first pregnancy. So I would have been pretty confident that for the second pregnancy, it wouldn't have, you know, um, posed any issues. Uh, Noah was still feeding. I was really, really tired, um, you know, working long days and stuff. It was just, yeah, I just didn't enjoy it, you know, as much. As I said, in hindsight, I'm not sure why. Um, you know, was it actually the pregnancy or was it the grief? But then, you know, I, I had a lot of Braxton Hicks again like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, I was extremely tired, like, but I honestly had been tired since I had Noah. So I was like, you know, probably just just a bit more from the pregnancy, but it transpired then. Um, kind of around my 30 week mark, I was severely anemic um, to the point that I was booked in for infusions, iron infusions. Okay. Um, now, they said to me like I two weeks before the infusion happened so they were like try you know double doses of iron and stuff for a couple of couple of weeks and see how that goes and Noah actually weaned during those two weeks as well so I feel like that that probably helped and my iron did they saw an increase in the iron in those two weeks so they were like you know if you can keep going like you you know you still have another 10 weeks till or probably maybe eight weeks at that stage till due date you know so they were like if you can keep the iron with just the tablets we can bypass the infusions you know we'll just keep an eye on it so um but I mean like next level exhaustion like it was it was it was tough so I actually finished up work at that stage I was maybe 34 weeks then um just as well so that stage we were like in rife of the second lockdown you know December 2020 there was you know, all research coming out about COVID placentalitis and all that. Um, there was no vaccines. You know, I was quite fearful at that stage. Um, so I finished up work and um, I have to say the COVID fear really got in on me over that kind of Christmas and December and stuff. Um, he was due early February. And, 
yeah just like everyone else just a lot of worry and anxiety around it and you know like would my partner be able to come in and what if he had COVID or what if I had COVID you know and it's still relatively new at that stage like and you know that was that was a serious kind of peak of it um I practiced the hypnobirthing and I like I really practiced you know the hypnobirthing like I I I really did it like um you know I did on in the bath I did one in the you know I did my meditation every night and did the hypnobirthing every night regardless of what sort of night we were having you know sleepless night with Noah or you know I practiced it throughout um and that was the absolute biz then for the for the actual delivery like it really is just I kind of brilliant um and I'm so glad that I did do it um and I swore this time I was like you know I reflected a lot on Noah's kind of labor delivery and I was like I'm not getting any um VEs like I don't want any I'm not getting any sweeps I maybe had two or three probably with Noah's you know just from all the examinations over the two weeks beforehand I was like I just don't want them you know they clearly don't like for me tell me nothing I was four centimeters for two weeks and then I went from five to deliver it in an hour and a half you know you know so I'm like it's not beneficial for maybe my body um then at 34 weeks so as I said I was having a lot of Braxton Hicks and stuff anyway at 34 weeks out of the blue I was it was New Year's Eve actually which was our first wedding anniversary um I was in the bathroom and of course I could have sworn I was literally about to deliver the baby out of nowhere like I got this intense pressure and pain and like I called Shane from the bathroom and I was nearly like call an ambulance like I'd say I'm about to, like I really think I'm about to deliver like this intensity just came out of nowhere um so again we're living in the middle of nowhere so we were like Shane was like just get into the car and we were you know next door and called my mum to come over to know and we headed off um and I was brought in and put up in the monitor and they could see like the you know the contractions or the surges were happening quite frequently and like I was like this is very intense you know I really do feel like this is an act of labor um and they checked me and I was not remotely dilated like they said even for a first baby or a second baby you'd expect to be even one centimeter from the first baby but I wasn't like my service wasn't even remotely favorable um you know they were like this isn't like they could see them on the monitor they were like this isn't causing any sort of um you know changes though to the cervix so they said that you know would I stay and obviously I did you know I really was afraid of a preterm labor at that stage um and they did you know swabs like to see was there infection or um anyway I was kept in for two nights at that stage and that was when I was diagnosed the irritable uterus so like my Braxton Hicks weren't really just Braxton Hicks obviously they were but they were very regular but I got to the stage with with Luca that it was like I couldn't even walk I couldn't you know if my bladder was full if I drank too much if I ate too much like it was everything like any sort of movement caused this intense you know um so they kind of said to me like take it as easy as you can for a few weeks like if you deliver at this stage like it will be it will be fine you know but it probably is just an irritable you know uterus um so that was at 34 weeks so I really did kind of take it easy then for the next few weeks you know I I wanted the baby to stay push and I used a lot of kind of hypnobirthing and um but it was it was very uncomfortable like it was it was yeah it was a long couple of weeks probably the same as it was for um you know the prodromal labor for Noah but yeah, it was more yeah, intense yeah but it was it was different this time like I kind of it didn't feel like an early labor it just felt very uncomfortable and my bump was constantly rock hard and I had so much pressure like so much pressure 
Um, so then when I went then for, so as I said, I swore this time, like no VEs, I wrote out the breath plan and like they were great. Like I, and I said to him, wouldn't it be lovely if it just happened now in the middle of the night and we could just call mom to come over. Nobody would even know I'd gone in and it'd be dark. And I just, when I had decided for the hospital birth, you know, I just wanted it to be still as kind of homely like as possible, you know, and I was like, I'll take, you know, I'll know myself this time, whether it's labour or not, you know, I'll take an examination just to let Shane in. And after that, then, you know, no more. And we let nature take its course. And, um, you know, I had wrote that I wanted the full hour skin to skin this time. No showers, no, no anything like for the baby to latch and um, all that. So. And as I said, I, I was like, no sweets, no, no examinations. But at my 39 week appointment maybe or 30 maybe 38 and five because I've, I've actually kind of had a similar um I was due on a Friday again um and this my checkups were on a Wednesday I happened to see my consultant and I as I said I really trust him I had said to him like I'm really getting exhausted now with this irritable uterus and he said would you mind because of the first time like how much it did progress you like could I check you know and I said I, I don't think it's like a labor you know I really did think it was that was that night that we went to the hospital but I said I, I don't feel it is like now and you know but I accepted him checking because I wanted to kind of know at that stage and he was like oh you're not remotely favorable like he barely you know he's like I can't even reach your cervix like high the baby's high the head is high you know which is like well I was 38 and 5 at that stage so I mean if the baby came that wasn't a big deal but you know he was like it really isn't doing you know anything why I was like great fine so he was like don't be expecting like this baby isn't coming today or tonight or anything so went home again and kind of had another week and I really was just so fed up and I really didn't think you know I was in such a better mind frame than the first time I just wanted to meet the baby because I was so used to it you know from the first time I didn't think I'd let them do any sweeps but honestly by the time my 39 week appointment came I was like get this baby out like you know so when I went for my checkup I was like uh, you know can you do a sweep um because he had said at the the previous appointment like he wouldn't even he wouldn't even have attempted it like he wouldn't even have been able to if he wanted to so it was a it was a reg like wasn't a consultant and she was like yeah I think I'll be able to give you a sweep and I was like go for it so she gave me a sweep and um she was as happy doing it <laughs> She was like, she's like, sleepy, 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 like oh. singing away, doing it. And I was like writhing in the bed, you know, saying <laughs> that with me. Um, I was like, oh my God. I swear, Cora, I was not back in the car. Like I had not walked back to the car and I was getting like, you know, th- I was getting cramps. I was like, this, this has worked. Like, which was mad because the previous ones with Noah and me, four centimeters and bulging waters didn't work. And the ones this time when I was barely favorable, like she could barely reach it. She was like, the head is still quite high. She was like, I'm not kind of confident that this is going to work. I knew when we got back, like I was like, that's, that's a, that's a pain. Like, you know, when coming home in the car, then every, like they were quite regular, like every 15 minutes. And um, the plumber was actually here or like our heat, something happened to the heating system and he was here and I came home and I was like, oh, for God's sake, like, you know, I wanted to come in and be like, I think something's happening. So I went in next door to my mum, you know, waiting for the plumber to go and she had had no one. Shane was in our house with the plumber and I hadn't even got a chance to talk to Shane at that stage. And I said to mum, like, I think, I think I am having twinges, you know, and I was over there for maybe half an hour, an hour. And then I was like, no, I definitely am. Like they're coming every 15 minutes. Like they're definite kind of pains. And I was like, I wish that plumber would leave. I just want to go over to my own house now. And, you know, they were very bearable. Like I knew I wasn't rushing, you know, into the hospital or anything after it, but, um, we we I came in home to the house and um 
I said to Shane, like, I'm definitely getting twinges. Like, I think tonight might be the night. Like, it's, you know, they're very regular. I knew myself. I knew I knew the difference. I knew the pain, you know, at this stage. So I put Noah into bed. This was, like, maybe half seven in the evening. And we were cuddled up. And we had made the transition off, like, feeding to sleep, to cuddling to sleep. So, you know, it was, like, I was, I was just cuddled up. And it was nice and, like, this lovely moment. And next thing I felt a little pop and I was like, what is? And I, I honestly, I just felt so happy. Like there was no fear. There was no anthem. I was just like, yes, like regardless of what happens now, like tonight, tonight, we're going to meet this baba. Like, and then much and all as I didn't enjoy the pregnancy, you know, as much I think, you know, I still loved being pregnant. Like, which sounds bizarre when I'm saying I didn't enjoy the pregnancy. I just, I loved though the like, America loves like that me growing my baby like it's just I just it's just amazing like I just love it um and we so I I know if I didn't even jump up like I waited I knew he was nearly asleep and I waited till he was gone off and you know give him a kiss and I like got up and then there was more waters and I was like out to and I was like yes we're in business like you know my waters are gone now they had said to me after my first delivery they were like, God, if you ever have another baby and your waters go, like, don't wait around. You seem yeah, to be sort yeah. of person that once your waters go, that's that's it. Like, so I rang them and I was like, my waters have gone. But I was like, I'm only twinging. You know, I was very like I was barely dilated today, very favorable. You know, they are only twinges. I know I'm not an active like, you know, and they were like, look, just because it's your second and your waters have gone. We probably came in just for a little look. So I was like, right, but I'm not going to rush. And they were like, yeah, fine. So I went for a shower, you know, packed in the last few bits of the bag. Like it was really, I knew myself, like it was definitely only an early, an early labor. So the water had gone around half seven. And by the time I got to the hospital, it was maybe half nine. They did like a bit of a trace. And, um, you know, I was like, it's, I know myself, like it's so Shane obviously wasn't allowed in with COVID restrictions until I was in, you know, active labor. So he was sitting down in the car and I suppose between like the trace and like them coming and going a bit it was probably like 11 o'clock and they said do you want to be examined and I was like not really because I don't think I'm going to be in active labor yet like I don't feel that I am you know um and she was like it was this it was you know a junior doctor and she was like fair enough she was like it's your second baby she's like mate you know do you want to go home do you want to head off um, for a few hours and come back then you know everything's good waters are clear you know trace is good and there was a senior midwife there and she was like look I don't think it's a good idea she was like looking from your history like I think when you go you could go very very fast and like you are 40 minutes away from the hospital and like I, I kind of felt like that myself even yeah. though nothing was happening I was like okay and she was like do you want me to check you just by off chance that you are you know dilated and you know I felt like she knew what she was talking about and I was like okay so she checked me and she was like sorry no you're not at all like you're you're barely one to two centimeters and I was like yeah I didn't think I was going to be but she said I still think you should stay you know you're going home to a toddler that doesn't sleep and you know she was like the ward is quiet and blah blah so I was like yeah I think I will so I rang Shane and I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna stay like nothing's happening but I am getting you know I, I do think it's early labor and he was like okay um he was like I'm just gonna wait for another couple of hours to see if anything happens besides kind of getting home and coming back again and I said okay so he was out in the car and I went to the ward around half 11 and would you believe I saw my lovely Colette <laughs> who was happened to be the midwife was there the night after I had delivered Noah um and just honestly just seeing her I was just like oh you know she's just you know it's when you get someone that you just 
gel with like and you know yeah. I, I, I was only in early labor but she was you know she, she was lovely and I think maybe she'd possibly remembered me I never really asked her but she's like oh hello how are you just so nice and um you know I had the tens machine on at that stage and I was in the zone I was like I'm getting twinges like and they are regular but you know I don't think you know I'm an active yet and anyway then like for the next kind of two hours they, they were I was in early labor like they were coming every seven minutes every five minutes you know but very kind of manageable and then at half one so Shane was still outside in the car kind of two hours he said I'll ring you after two hours and see it was half one night this absolute whopper like a you know like a real intense and I was like this is definitely it like you know I am crossing this border now into active yeah. you know labor and um you know in my head I was like everything is exactly how I kind of wanted it to be for a hospital birth like it happened at night the board was very quiet very peaceful there was a couple other women in kind of maybe early labor you know um like that lovely cloud was there everything was just shame was out in the car I was like this, but the only thing was funny I was like it'd be lovely if nobody knew that I was gone in and um when my washers had gone like I obviously rang mum she was minding Noah like they literally right, lived right next door and she was like, well, I come over, is it happening? And I was like, yeah. And she landed over and my brother and his girlfriend were down as well. And my dad, and they all landed over and they were all like, oh, I got all excited, like beating me off the door. I was like, okay, oh. <laughs> this isn't quite as low-key as I wanted, but everyone was like, you know, buzzing. Um, and it was lovely that Noah had gone to bed, you know, at that stage. So he he didn't, you know, notice anything. But um, anyway, you know, so I kind of stuck it out then in my area on, you know, on the ball or whatever with the tennis machine the bit of hypno birth until maybe I really didn't want to be go down to the ward and be told that Shane couldn't come in like I was like if he you know so I, I rang him and I was like it's happening now like stick around I know this baby is going to be here tonight Um, so this was like half one I got the first kind of proper pain say and then at like maybe half two I said to Colette I was like, this is like, these are, these are pains. Like I am in active labor. Like I'm starting to struggle. You know, I'm looking for a bit of a gas and air. Like I, I can't, you know, now the hypnobirthing really was helping me in the TENS machine. So she said, I'm not even going to examine it. You know, you don't want to be examined. She was like, you know yourself, you had a baby two and a half years ago. Like you, you know what you're doing. Let's just get you down into delivery. So I went down into delivery and she handed me over and she was like, see you later, you know, blah, blah. And, um, I was really having to concentrate like getting through them and like I suppose I was I was like I was still able to kind of text Shane at this stage so it was it was like it was half two because I was in the delivery ward for two hours but half two and she the midwife just I don't want to be negative but she just wasn't somebody that I gelled with you know she just didn't make me feel at ease straight away and she kind of said okay let's examine you and I said I don't really want to be examined you know I know I'm in I mean I know I'm in labor you know my examinations for my first pregnancy didn't really mean anthony I, I progressed quite quickly and she was like well COVID restrictions you know I can I can't let your husband in until you know we do this examination and I can confirm that you're in active labor so I agreed to it to be fair to her she didn't say like you know you have to but like you know I want to chain I had to so I took the examination and she said you are barely two centimeters which is what I was when I had come in and I was like I was I was you know gutted because it was exactly what I didn't want to happen and I just said like can my husband I really feel I'm further on than that like you know can he please come in and she examined me um like she palpated my stomach and she's like the head is high you know like I, I don't think you are she said I'll give you an hour and in this room and you know see 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 how you go and it was probably three o'clock at the stage 3 a.m 
And I was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe that, you know, nothing is happening. And I really just felt so deflated at that point because it was, you know, it was quite intense. And um, anyway, she left the room and I rang Shane. I was a bit upset. And he was like, you you know that you are, you know your body, like, just stay in the zone. You're doing great. You know, and it, it was like, you know, I'm, I'm downplaying it. it. It was as intense as the contractions I got with Noah. I just suppose I was so much more, you know, ready for it this time, prepared for that level of in, intensity um on the hypnobirthing really did you know work for me so I as soon as that midwife left the room I you know turned off all the lights like there was literally just like a tiny light over the bed on I turned off all the lights I put on my tracks I put on my earphones I had like lavender lotion and stuff you know I had oils I like put them all on I really really stayed in the zone um, so she came in like maybe 20 minutes later she was coming in like every 20 minutes to check the the heartbeat and so I wasn't on a monitor anthem which I had really wanted this time as well just to be able to be completely mobilized um, and like it was very quiet you know it was lovely it was exactly how I kind of wanted it to, to go like the you know everything was very quiet and peaceful except for Shane wasn't there um, and I she came in and she was like checking a heartbeat and like I was at the stage that I was like I can't even you know I don't even want you touching me until I get through kind of this contraction you know it's find it very hard you know I was really in the zone and concentrating on it and I said my, can my husband please come in and she was like I only examined you you know 20 minutes ago like you're not going to have made that much progress you know if somebody else comes in and needs the room um you know and I was like oh like you know but you know she was basically saying for hygiene purposes then and I was like but I really do feel like this is going to happen um you know fairly fairly soon um anyway she she left it again and half an hour kind of passed and I asked at that point I said can I can I have gas in here and uh, she left it on the bed and she said okay yeah of course but she was like you know um try not to use it too much because by the time the time comes that you're in active labor like you 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 know you probably killed out from it and it won't be as effective so I left it and I concentrated on my on my breathing and stuff and anyway four o'clock came then and I had been texting Shane kind of a bit at this point letting him know and stuff and you know I she I was like she doesn't think I'm you know progressing much but I'm really starting to struggle and he was like put the phone away you know don't text me again I'm here at the end of the line like call me I'm just in the car um and maybe another half an hour kind of passed and like I wouldn't have been able to text him at that point you know I was gone I was gone past the point of being able to you know paint or do anything and I, I could hear myself then again but I was much more aware this time like without the, the pet steam I was just much more in the zone this time I could I could feel the change in myself you know mm. I started to kind of make my mm, you know like I was getting a bit louder I wasn't screaming but I was definitely really breathing through them and a different midwife came into the room and she was like, are you, are you okay? And I said, yeah, like, you know, I'm just, and she said, uh, why aren't you using that gas in here? And I was like, well, just because I don't, you know, she wasn't sure if I was progressing yet. And next thing she was opening the delivery pack, like, and she was like, I'd say you're about to have this baby, like just by listening, you know, and I, I wasn't by any means, wasn't shouting and roaring, you know, nothing in comparison to my first. I was just down breathing, you know, and really, really, um in the zone and I couldn't believe it I was like oh my god is she opening like a you know a delivery pack and I was like she just she said do you not feel a change yourself and I said well I do but I felt a change myself the last kind of hour but I, I was starting to doubt myself then because you know I wasn't progressing on my VE and um 
she said can I do another examination and I was like at this stage even though I didn't want them I was like gladly I'll like just get you know Shane in and she examined me and she said Ashton you're you're only three centimeters I was like oh my god this was 25 past four um in the morning and I was like three centimeters like again it was quick I'd only been in the delivery ward like maybe an hour and 20 minutes at that stage you know but I was like oh my god I can't believe I'm only three centimeters I really thought I'd kind of know this time um and she said there's there's a there's another bag of membranes though that obviously only kind of maybe your four okay. or your hind washers went the last time and she said when they when they go I think you're gonna you know progress quite quickly and and um, she was like do you want me to break them and I said no like leave them you know intact I want to kind of minim, minimal interventions this time and she was like okay and the other lady had gone and her the other midwife had gone on her break like so this this woman had taken over so I said can my husband come in now and she's like yep you're three centimeters you're an active you know your husband can come in so I rang Shane and I said you know come on in now and I was nice and calm on the phone but I think it's just because I was like okay he can come in and as I said this was 25 past four and next thing the next search came and my contraction my water is burst and I literally felt Luca's head like plummet and like it was amazing like amazing it was so intense but it was amazing and I knew this time I was like this is you know and I started to feel a bit of out of control but I was like this is this is transition like you know I knew myself this time and I was like he is like I'm about to meet this baby and there was no one in the room with me and I I just shouted out I was like I'm pushing and like the midwife had literally been in two two minutes beforehand and had checked the you know but I could feel myself starting to bear down and she she was like what and I was like my water's gone I'm pushing and you know at this stage I had the gas in there and I was I was still lying on the bed from where she checked me and she, she was really fantastic. Like she, she'd obviously read my breath plan and I didn't want to move, you know, and, and she was like, up in your forwards now, you know, good woman. And I was like, I can't. And she was like, you can, you have it in your breath plan. That's what you want. You know, you said that when you came in and I really was because I had found the, the, the recovery so hard the first time I really did not want to tear this time. And I had written in my breath plan, like if I'm, if I'm pushing hard and I'm starting to lose control, I would like midwifery led coaching to slow it down. If you feel, you know, if I'm pushing too much, you know, I would like to be kind of prompted. Um, and I just looked at her and I was like, where, where is, like, where is Shane? Um, and she was like, can you, can you remember his number there to, you know, call out the number? And I was like, okay. And I rang, I called out the number, but poor Shane, he was like, he, I had rang him literally seven minutes. Like he looked at it beforehand and I was like, okay, come on, come on in there, you know, make your way in. And then he said like seven minutes later, midwife was ringing him being like, come on now, daddy, you know, and he said like, he just thought, okay, she's finally three centimeters, you know, we've, we've a while to go. So he actually moved the car, like he was oh. like, moved the car to a different spot, like in the car park and, you know, whatever. And um, like, he was still in within 15 you know, yeah. minutes up the stairs and whatever, like he wasn't, you know, w- waiting around, but he said the panic he felt when he got that second phone call and it wasn't for me and it was a midwife. He just was like, oh my God, something has like happened and you know he was like legging it from the car park then up and um you know I I got on all fours and I could I could feel Luca like I could feel every bit of it I could feel his movement in the birth canal you know um and I really just managed to stay so in the in the zone this time and you know I I knew when I was pushing and I could even feel like you know she said to me she was like oh I think someone just peeked out at me there you know and I but I could feel it like I could feel his head kind of had come down and 
you know, had crowned a bit and then had popped back up a bit, you know, but I could, I could, like, and obviously it's very, very intense, but it, it was also like very magic. Like I was like, I can feel him, I can feel him. But I was really swinging on the gas and air then at that point. And like, it does make you a bit doolally like, and I remember thinking, God, she's lovely. I really don't want her to go anywhere now, you know. And I kept turning around to her saying, uh, don't you leave now, Mary. And she was like, where am I going? Like, you know, it, do, it does make you, well, it makes me a bit like, you know, cracked. But uh, Shane came in and he said, like, it was lovely and calm. But we had, you know, talked about like all the things, you know, I'd like him to do. And, you know, I had, there was a face cloth in my bag for my head and like, you know, all the positive affirmations and stuff. And like, he is great. Like he do all that, but he came in and he was trying to do all those things that I had planned on doing for a long labor while the baby's head was like crowning, you know, and I was like, just don't, just don't even look at, don't even touch me now at the minute, you know, um, and three more, put like three pushes again. It's just three pushes and Luca delivered and the midwife was fantastic. Like she was like, you know, slow down, slow down. And I felt his head deliver and then I could feel his his shoulders you know rotate you know in the head oh, like, yeah. I had nothing like that with Noah but it was actually like it was weird but it was you know I like I can feel his shoulders moving inside me and she was like yeah yeah that's fine you know and like it was just I knew and um, when I pushed in on the last on the shoulders I felt the tear this time and I, I just tore on his shoulders you know um, and I knew I knew I did like I felt a little kind of pinch that time and but bringing him up then onto my like chest and I had been on my um on my forehead so they passed him through my legs you know and up and um like from the time I rang I went from basically barely three centimeters to maybe in my hand in less than 20 minutes like um so it was a super speedy second stage second delivery so the next time I am definitely not having any VEs because they mean nothing for me um but this so it was an absolute like it was a magic it was everything I wanted to be and it was just really a lovely calm peaceful you know breath um like I felt the placenta deliver even this time I remember the first time I asked I see the placenta just because I was interested in it and you know I asked the second time as well but I, I really took it in the second time whereas the first time I was kind of all right and you know it was just I was like that's so like so cool like to see you know my placenta and um you know, they did the full delayed cord clamping and Luca latched on straight away. And, you know, we had that full hour off, off, you know, skin to skin, but I didn't get the initial, I had the initial, um, you know, relief, like, oh my God, so relieved that he was here and it was over and he was safe and he cried and like my, you know, beautiful baby. But I, I didn't get the same, like with Noah, I was like that, that rush of love and that, you know, and I didn't, I didn't, get it with Lucas straight away like I did within a matter of like I mean by the time we were leaving the hospital you know it, it's not that it took you know weeks for it to happen not that there's anything wrong with it if, if it if it does but um or if it did take weeks but it, it you know I didn't and I remember even so as soon as I delivered and Shane was there and like Shane was only in the room for like seven minutes less less I think he was only in the room for just over five minutes like he said that the head was like you know nearly out by the time he came in and he said like the first the two deliveries were a world apart like I was so calm and you know with it and in the zone but for him his adrenaline of trying to get up the stairs and get into the room and afraid something was wrong and then landing into the head being you know crowning and he didn't get the same you know rush either like I remember after Noah like he was crying I was crying it was just this amazing moment whereas with Luca the two of us were nearly like what just 
like yeah. what just happened you know um and like so they delivered and you know they left the room and me I don't know just maybe even to get like it just happened so quick I don't know what she was just telling someone you know um but we were left kind of for a second and I, I turned to Shane and I was like I knew it I knew and like instead of being fixated on like Luca I was like so fixated on like the birth you know I was like I knew I should have listened to myself more like why was I doubting myself and poor Shane was like um he just he was like as pale as a ghost and like he's not a squeamish person like he'd be you know for Luca he like or for Noah he was watched every bit of it and cut the cord and like he he just wouldn't be you know hugely squeamish and when you know when they came into the room and like my placenta was delivering and whatever like he nearly fainted um like he'd sit down and we'd give him water and like he didn't even want to hold Luca you know he was like so and he was like I thought something had happened and then to land in at this initial you know like I can't believe I missed it all and I can't you know and I was so like everything about the delivery and it was perfect but I I just didn't have my husband there like and you know we felt I felt robbed of the experience you know I was like I felt robbed of this magic and it really was every bit of it was just the birth was just everything I would have wanted apart from it being in my own house you know it was everything I would have wanted it to have been but I didn't get to share it with the other person that you know helped me make this baby like so it it was it took me a while to to kind of get my head around it and you know I tried to be like it's so empowering like I I did that by myself I didn't even have a midwife with me until the very end like I labored and I delivered and you know I had this natural instincts and wasn't it magic you know and it was it was all those things but just at the same time you know as much as I tried to convince myself how much of an empowering experience it was I also like really mourned the loss of us having that experience together and like it was no one's fault like it was no one's you know I don't want to speak negatively of that initial med midwife because she's she's following guidelines she's following what they're told to you know within the covid and like I I kept saying to myself afterwards like and I don't mean even immediately afterwards I mean for weeks and months afterwards being a cop yourself on it like you know the stuff people have had to go through in this you know pandemic alone the stuff women have had to endure alone you know losses and um you know like serious complications and you had a lovely you like count yourself lucky but at the same time it's still our experience and we're never exactly. going to get yeah you know even if we do have more kids like which hopefully we will you know and hopefully there are more magical birthing experiences um Shane's probably going to listen to this being like more how many <laughs> like I'm talking about this plural <laughs> but um you know we're never going to have Lucas again like we're never I'm never going to birth Luca again I'm never going to have that experience and it was perfect for me but you know not for not for us like um and it, it was coming up to like so that was probably you know 10 to 5 by the time I had like delivered Luca and delivered like the percentage and everything and Shane was in at around like he he'd enter the room around 20 to 5 um and then at like quarter past six so an hour and a half total later they were like you know it's time to head off and there was no there was no um like partners weren't allowed back on the wards or anything at that stage like it was it was really in the height of it um so I, I was gutted like I really was like and he hadn't even he had briefly had Luca but he felt um he felt so unwell himself like he said just to come down from the adrenaline the tiredness the you know like whatever he just you know he said he was dying to go to the toilet as well he'd been sitting in the car for like six hours you know bursting yeah, to go yeah. to the toilet and then he like just small things you know 
like obviously he's not like poor me you know he didn't say any of these things to me at the time but you know he just he was like I don't even I don't feel safe holding him like he just felt a bit shaky and a bit you know um and then he was gone and that was that was it like um so I was I had had the second degree tear again and I was gutted about that because I was like I really didn't want to tear and the recovery was so hard it was absolute breeze it was the exact same tear in the exact same spot and second degree as well and this time I just oh like it was a breeze core I didn't even need paracetamol after like 24 hours like I don't know why it was so different it just I recovered so well like uh physically this time just honestly no no pain like I can't believe the difference in it you know and I had stitches and my stitches actually fell out on um day five postpartum like I looked in the toilet and they'd fallen out and I was like oh so I had to go back in and get them checked but I was like I don't I don't have any you know discomfort um like it was a really really easy recovery like I mean chalk and cheese considering it was the exact same you know birth trauma in terms of tears like just I don't know why it was so easy um but when I got back to the ward and stuff like again I just I just feel like I've been hit by a bus afterwards no matter how good they are I'm like I can't my back I can't straighten um but I remember them coming around so I delivered him around 10 to 5 and at the ward around around half eight they were like do you want to do you want to go home today like we let you go after 12 hours and you know once there's been kind of an uncomplicated delivery and baby gets checked over and stuff like they were happy to let people you know go same same day discharge and I was like, yeah, I do. And I rang Shane and I was like, I'm going to go home. And he was like, I don't think you should. Like, he was like, you know, part of the reason that you decide to have babies in the hospital is because you do have this kind of fear of, you know, the what if. He was like, stay in the 24 hours. Like, you know, you're coming home to, you don't know what, he's three and a half now and he still is a, an atrocious sleeper. So he was like, you know, you're you're not coming home to, as much as you know, Shane could help, you know, it's still very attached yeah. to me, you know. So he was like, I think you should stay the night. And I was like, you know what? If you were allowed in, I wouldn't even be questioning this. Like, I wouldn't want to go home. I just, I only want to go home because I want you. Like, I want, mm. you know, you to be here with us. And, but anyway, I stayed and, you know, it was actually lovely. Like, it was just me and Luca for the 24 hours. And we got our breastfeeding journey off to a great start again. And, um, you know, it was lovely. And even come back to the ward was lovely. Colette was there. Um, I know I give on better, but she's, even though she wasn't there for my actual delivery, she was just... I just really like I'm like I wish I was her friend you know when you just meet someone like that (laughs) (laughs) and I remember like coming up and this time it was so funny like this time I was like in the wheelchair up and you know had Luke in my arms and it was like half six in the morning so just for the changeover and she was like you're only down there two hours like you know good woman you know in my head I was like only two hours like and I couldn't have my husband you know I was I was I just fixated on it so much and I think that's probably why I didn't get the initial you know bond with Luca that I had gone with Noah maybe as well you know what your first time is so special in terms of like that's the first time I became a mother that's you know maybe the bond is just always not that it's different now but you know the initial bond maybe it was always going to be different but I kind of blamed it on on the the COVID lack of birth partner experience um but there is an intimacy there throughout your labor with your partner you mm. know there's obviously touching and kissing and hugging and just nice words in your ear so that's that probably contributed yeah yeah you know I, I think just because for the two of us we were like what what just like yeah. what just happened there you know like all of a sudden the baby's here and you know um but as I said the the, the delivery was just really it was just ma- like it was just magic and I loved and even though it was so so intense you know um I just love being able to feel every bit of it like I was like oh my god like I can feel like I'm birthing my baby it's just a really empowering you know 
it's really just is such an empowering feeling and I know not everyone has that you know but I'm just lucky I just I really do love it I hope you enjoyed my chat with Ashling. I know I did I sat there as I said before just nodding my head as she spoke because I could relate to so much of what she she mentioned throughout her story if you would like to share your story you're more than welcome to you can get in touch over on the website Ireland's Birth Story birthstories.e which I will link in the show notes or over on Instagram which I will also link in the show notes but I would prefer if you did so on the website or via email because the DMs seem to go AWOL. Have a good week and I will have another episode for you next Monday. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.